Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello to your beautiful intestine incubator. It's Crystal Rosas back with another episode of Crystal's Nightcap. Tonight, a TV reporter is suing a man who slapped her tush while she was giving a live report. Employees share a $10 million holiday bonus. This man proposed to an adult doll. And I finally went to my homie Alan's house for the first time last night. Sit back, relax. It's Crystal's Nightcap. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy Tuesday. Another episode of Crystal's Nightcap. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate the fact that you are still hanging in with me. And it's almost been a full year of Crystal's Nightcap. And we still end this together. I love every single one of you. Wherever you are listening. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast with your friends. Rate me five stars. All these stories and more are going to be up at crystalrosas.com. You know I'm live here on Wild Monday through Friday, 7 to midnight on your radio or the free iHeart app. And on socials, you can find me at lacrystalrosas. We go start today. We just gonna get into it. Sharing the cheese, man. Anything celebrity news, trending, viral stuff. Let's get into it right now. Yo, have you seen this? Did she just? No. Really? Oh my God. Look I can't at this. believe it. We're sharing the cheese, man. We sharing the cheese, man. Oh yeah. Okay. Pretty. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what Selena is going to talk about tomorrow on Slub Spin because there was not a lot of celeb stuff that went on today. All that I saw was that Cardi B went to court in like a big old dress, um, which some people, okay, people on like the offensive or defensive side, offensive side, whatever side, she's she's defending herself. So on the offensive side are saying that Cardi B makes a spectacle every time she goes to court and that like, you know, why is she dressing like this for a formal event? It's Cardi B, honey. If she's in court and going to jail, or not going to jail, but if she's in court for something, does she gonna want to look fly on her way to court? And she knows that all the paparazzi's are gonna be there, so she has to like, you know, show out. I have no problem with celebrities or artists or whatever you are dressing up and looking extra in court. Yes, it is. It might be a little distraction, but they're a celebrity. They're a distraction. Period. So I don't see a problem with that. 
Um, I just saw Kylie Jenner posted a photo in front of her Rolls Royce. Nothing crazy there. Um, Drake posted a photo with like a hat on and there was a kissy mark on the hat. But yeah, y'all, it was tough out here for celeb news. So we're just going to move on to what I saw that was trending and what people were talking about. This first story, this kind of hits close to home because this kind of sucks. There was this female reporter. She's only 23. So two years younger than me. Her name is Alex Bozarja, uh, Bozarjian. Alex Bozarjian, and she was covering a river bridge run in Georgia this past weekend. And you can see in this little clip that I one put up at LaCrystalRosas.com, and you've probably seen it by now. It's going viral. Um, as she was covering this run, there was a whole bunch of people running behind her, and this one man decided to take it upon himself to slap her in the dairy air. Okay, I'm... I'm going to be honest, like when I first saw, I did kind of giggle a little bit because it was just kind of funny. You don't really expect people to do something like that, but she didn't think it was funny. And she was shocked when this happened. She was like definitely taken back and like looked and she was definitely shaken up about the situation. And now she is suing, okay, because the guy who did it, he's he's not a guy. He's a grown man. He's 43 years old. His name is Tommy Calloway. And he actually did end up reaching out to like the news station afterwards because he felt pretty bad about it. But she's still incredibly embarrassed. Um, in a statement, she said she felt that the situation was violating, embarrassing. And he did reach out, like I said, and apologize and even offered to come to the station to do it in per in person. But she did not want to talk to him at all. She did get his like phone calls and messages. They were related to her. And he has an attorney as well. He lawyered up. The attorney issued a statement. They said, while we regret the situation, Mr. Calloway did not act with any criminal intention. Tommy is a loving husband and father who is very active in the community. We have been in touch with WSAV, which is the the name of the news station, and representatives of Miss Alex Bozarjian, as well as members of Savannah Law Enforcement. Um, yeah, she is just not okay with what happened. I I don't I would not be okay with what happened either. But like, um, okay, it's, there's not a but. I mean, it's 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 not okay, period. Like you can't do this. But I can see, I can see how this guy wasn't trying to be rude or trying to be, you know, uh, violating with this. I think he was just trying to be funny because he knew it was on camera and thought it would be something funny. This is, this is something kind of how like, when I saw this and I saw that he was a grown man and she was very young, in my head, I was like, I could see... I could see my dad kind of pulling a prank, something like this, similar to this, where it's just he means to be innocent and just means to be funny, but it's not that time anymore. It's not funny anymore. Time is up, especially with everything that happened with the Me Too movement. I think, fellas, do we understand now that we need to keep our hands to ourselves? I have no problem with this suing. I mean, if you if someone gra touches you inappropriately where you do not give them consent to touch you, I think you have every right to a lawyer up and sue they behind. Um, I, I do kind of feel bad because he's a family man, but imagine if you were his wife, you know, because something, okay, something kind of similar like this happened to my father, but he didn't touch anyone. He didn't touch anyone. He just made a comment that he thought was really funny. And I think you and I listening would think it's funny, but in the workplace, it's, you know, hashtag me too people don't get down like that so my mom when she found out that my dad got fired over this comment this was a, this was this was years ago 
Um, she was just like, honey, like you cannot say stuff like that in front of, you know, this is a corporate work environment that you're in now because before my dad used to work at a supermarket with his brothers. Right. And so it was just like, it was just guy talk all the time and they did not care. And then my dad went from that to like driving around viejitos at the old people home. And there were people around his age who worked there as well. And they are just, they're not familiar with the guy talk maybe or whatever the case may be. So my dad ended up getting fired. He didn't get sued. He got fired from his job. He ended up finding a new one. So it was no big deal. Hopefully soon I can get my dad on to talk about it because I think enough time has passed where, cause I remember when it first happened, I wanted to bring it up on the JV show. And my dad was like, my, my dad was down, but my mom was not. Um, but I think enough time has passed now. Maybe I'll get him on to share his story about how he got fired. But yeah, I could, you know, like how his wife would feel. She's if, if she's as goofy as he is, because the guy, Tommy Calloway, you can tell that it was kind of like a joke. He wasn't trying to be rude or violating, but to to. You know, to us, it, it is, and it is not okay, and it shouldn't be happening, even if you think it's a joke. I could see his wife, if she's as goofy as him, being like, oh, my God, honey, like, why did you do that? Like, yeah, it was kind of funny, but no, not anymore. And I hope that some of y'all aren't over here thinking that I'm, you know, promoting this or that, you know, I think it's so funny that everyone should do stuff like this. No, I think everyone needs to keep their hands to themselves. But I do think when a news camera is on and people are reporting you know, people sometimes do things in the background just to kind of make it funny or to, you know, get attention. I, I don't know. So I think that this was that case. And, you know, I don't think it was malicious, but you can't be putting your hands on anybody, especially, you know, their backsides. It's it's about to be 2020. Fellas, keep your hands to yourself. Ladies, keep our hands to ourselves. Uh, we ain't touching nobody in 2020 because if so, you might catch a case like this guy did. So if you want to read more details, like I said, it is up. LaCrystalRosas.com in case you haven't seen the video. Now, moving along, this real estate firm is just it's just making us all sad that we don't work there. Okay, there is a real estate firm in Maryland called St. John's Properties, and they announced that they are giving all of their employees all 200 of them, um, a share of a $10 million holiday bonus, baby. And they said this is because they reached the company's goal of developing 20 million square feet of office, warehouse, rental spaces in eight states. Um, but yeah, the the bonus, this like, you know, $10 million holiday bonus for them all was announced this past Saturday at their holiday party. And if you do the math, which I did, because, you know, I like to go the extra step for you guys. $10 million amongst 200 employees. That means each person in the office is going to receive $50,000 for a holiday bonus. Like that's as much as some people's salaries these days, which is so crazy. Like imagine getting a $50,000 bonus. And that, that has me thinking, how much are these people making normally? Because when I was on the JV show and I think it was when I'm like, I wasn't full time yet. Um, well, I mean, I wasn't full-time until I got this night job, but yeah, so I wasn't full-time on the JV show and like only full-time employees got a holiday bonus. And then I remember they would give them to everyone in the envelopes, like Selena, Graham and JV would get one in a little envelope. And then I was just like, dang, I wonder how much these holiday bonuses were. It was only like a hundred bucks. And so for some of y'all, you're like, okay, that's, that's a lot of money. Like a hundred bucks. Cool. But I mean, a hundred bucks, like I was working at a restaurant. I could have made that like in two days working at a restaurant. So for me, like seeing, you know, full-time people here at iHeart only get a hundred bucks for their holiday bonus. I was like, that doesn't sound too fair. You know, I don't know. I don't want to go in, 
But yeah, that just didn't seem too fair. And I remember I told Selena, I was like, only a hundred bucks. And she was like, well, how much did you get? And I was like, well, I got nothing, but I can literally make that like today and tomorrow at Pasta Pelican. So I just, I don't understand. I'm not hating on you, Selena, and your bonus. I'm just hating on the company and why the holiday bonus for you guys is so low. But I am full-time now, so I'm not going to be mad at my 100 bucks if I get it. <laughs> but for real, like, what will that pay for? The toll that I, you know, paid across here every month? Yeah, like, that's that's how much my toll is usually. It's like around 105. I mean, maybe I sound lame because I'm complaining, but I'm just, you know... I'm kind of bitter that we out here only get 100 bucks for our bonus, and these guys are getting $50,000 each. That is so lit. And then again, I'm like, how much do these people make yearly? Because I have some friends in real estate, and some friends make around half of that maybe a month on a good month. So for a lot of them, maybe they're just like, $50,000 isn't a lot, too. Like like how I was like, dang, 100 bucks? Like, that doesn't seem a lot. I don't know. Does your company give you guys a holiday bonus? Uh, I remember when I worked at Pasta Pelican, I was a server there. My boss, Hottie, would always give us the huge boxes of Ferrer Rocher, those chocolates, like the, the ball chocolates with the, all, what is it, like almonds, and there's like a cashew or something inside. I loved those. And, you know, for me, I was just like, oh, like, yeah, my holiday bonus, my, my chocolates. I couldn't wait every year to get the chocolates from my boss. Um, and hopefully this year I will get, you know, my little $100 bonus or whatever it is. I remember one year, one year here at iHeart, they didn't give anyone bonuses. They just did like a holiday party at the bowling alley down the street. And everyone was like, what is this? Like, okay, cool. It's a holiday party, but we rather have our cash bonus. <laughs> so then they stopped doing the holiday par party and they went back to the cash bonus. But yeah, I just want to shout out this, you know, this little real estate firm for doing the thing and, you know, showing everyone else how they should be spreading the holiday cheers and holiday season and, you know, their earnings. Give it back to the people who work for you. You know, for me, when when I feel appreciated, I always feel like I work harder and I work better when I feel that my bosses are appreciating me. And for where I am now and what I'm doing now, I definitely feel appreciated. Like I'm... I. You know, I, I'm I'm happy here, and my boss works with me a lot when I, you know, want days off or with whatever I need. If I need help, he's such a good mentor. So, you know, it's not all the, about the money. I get it, but money is also a token of appreciation. It does help sometimes. <laughs> now I want to talk about this actor slash bodybuilder in Kazakhstan. I can't think about or I can't hear the word Kazakhstan or have it mentioned with, to me without me even thinking about the movie Borat, which is one of my favorite movies of all time and I mean that explains a lot about my humor and what I like but I love the movie Borat but yeah this guy out here his name is Yuri Tolochko he is from Kazakhstan and he has a girlfriend that he just proposed to but they've been dating for eight months and this girlfriend isn't a regular schmegular girlfriend she's technically a silicone adult doll okay and you know, I really can't hate on sis, even though some, even though she doesn't breathe or eat or flatulate or, I mean, wow, she's kind of a catch. But yeah, she's not real. She's an adult doll and her body is snatched to the gods like one would be if you were a adult doll. But yeah, this guy was dating her for eight months and decided that he wants to spend the rest of his life with his doll, Margot. So he proposed to Margot and he takes Margot with him everywhere. And he says that Margot can't walk herself. So he has to help her walk, but that she does enjoy the finer things in life and that she does enjoy to eat. I don't know how that goes down, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of bitter 
I'm kind of triggered. I'm kind of jealous of Margot. Margot has 60,000 followers on Instagram. <laughs> and her photos are better than yours. They're better than mine. They're better than all of our photos combined. Like, Margot is the it girl. Like, I want to be Margot. Um, I want Margot's chesticles. I want Margot's body. I want Margot's life. Like having a man just carry you around 24-7 and feeding you, Margot is winning. All right. She got a very beautiful rock from her man, Yuri. And yeah, he plans to actually marry her. I don't think this is a troll, you guys. I think this is real. Because this guy is over here like posting that he's proposing to her and they're at dinner. And it's just... It is a lot. If you haven't seen this yet, please go check it out. LaCrystalRosas.com. But yeah, some people are not so happy about this because they're the naysayers that are saying Margot isn't real. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like it's hard for me to find a good guy out here. But is it hard for guys as well to find girls that they that they, you know, are in love with and want to spend the rest of their lives with? Is it that hard that you have to find a adult doll to take the place of a real moving female. Um, how do I feel about this? Okay, so if guys want to go out and do this, cool. If girls want to slug around a fake man, cool. I am not going to do that. And I'm also, I mean, is it rude for me to say that like I'm not really going to treat your your adult doll significant other like a real person? Like I'm not going to pretend to have a conversation if you bring your your fake wife around. If I'm on bar and there's no seats and your wife is sitting on a bar seat and I want to sit there, I'm going to kick her off so that I can sit there. Cause I don't think that, you know, dolls should be getting privileges or rights above actual humans. But I also feel like if this guy, if this is what makes him happy, like do you right. Um, I just, I don't get it. I don't really understand. Have you guys seen that movie with, Ryan Gosling, Lars and the Real Girl. That's what it's called, right? If you haven't seen it yet, you should definitely see it. It's it's interest. It's a weird movie. It's not like it's not really for kids because they wouldn't find it entertaining. I don't think there's anything inappropriate in the movie. It's just it would be too boring for kids. But basically, Ryan Gosling's character, his name is Lars, and he orders a, a doll just like this and falls in love with her and actually thinks it's a real person. And the whole his family. I kind of gets on board with it because this guy has, I think like a disorder where he like really does think she's real when they get him diagnosed. And then like the whole community kind of like comes together and treats the doll. Like it's a real person. And he, you know, scoots her around in the wheelchair. That's pretty much what this guy Yuri is doing. Um, I mean, rather be with a doll than alone. Right. And lonely. I, I, I guess. Um, that's just not really going to satisfy me and my needs, but guys are a whole different breed of humans. So for some of you fellas, this might be appetizing to you. This, this might be great for you. You know, a female who can't talk back and just can stand there and look pretty great. Do that. I'm not trying to, you know, tear down Margot out here, but we all know she's not real. We all know it's not real, but you know, if this toots your little horn, then go on and toot it and boot it. All right. Check it out. Check out Margot and her fiance now, Yuri LaCrystalRosas.com. Oh, I have an update. I have an update to this banana duct tape wall art piece. Y'all remember, okay? I talked about how there is this art piece, okay, by an artist. His name is, wait, what's the artist's name? It was right here. Maurizio Catalan, okay? 
And the art piece was titled Comedian. And basically, it was just a white wall. And this artist got a banana and just duct taped the banana there. And it quickly sold for $120,000. And then the gallery raised the price for $150,000. And it was going to be sold to a museum. So that happened, right? And everyone was like, all about this banana tape to a wall. But then this other artist, he's a performance artist. His name is David Detuna. He yesterday just went up to the wall, ripped off the banana and started eating it. And then he posted it onto his Instagram. Oh my God. Um, he said, it's not a banana. It's a concept. I just ate the concept of the artist. He says that this is part of his like, performance art he says people were like you're van you're uh you're vandalizing the artwork like you need to go to jail and he says it's not vandalism i'm a performance artist and this is my performance but then the gallery said that they are not even going to press charges on him they said that they're not going to press pursue any legal action they never had any plans to from the very beginning so i don't know if like the i don't know if like the museum was like in on this or wherever they're they're posting wherever this art installation was in Miami if they were in on all of this because it just it seems kind of weird that they're just okay with this but um Detuna the guy who ate the banana he now has a mixed feelings about his newfound fame he says everybody calls me banana man now I am not this banana eater person I am an artist okay our bad dude um and then a little tangent off the same story is that Popeye's they they wasted no time. Popeyes, you know what? We have to give it to Popeyes in 2019. They really did the dang thing with this whole chicken sandwich marketing scheme. They're going in. Popeyes as well is now selling a $120,000 art piece that is just a Popeyes chicken sandwich taped to a blank white wall. So they out here doing it as well. I'm proud of Popeyes for like always trying to you know make the most out of any situation that's been thrown at them. You know, I would like to get taped onto a wall as well. Um, I was thinking of that today. I was like, that'd be hella funny if I can get like myself taped onto a wall. But I just think that it would take way too long. And I don't I, I don't know how we'd be able to pull that off. But um, congratulations to this performance artist. Congratulations to whoever. I mean, like, what are they going to do with it? It's already over. Like, the art is already over. The, the banana has been eaten. It's done. It's squashed. It can't even go into a museum anymore. So I'm a little confused on what's going to end up happening. But... If there are more updates, I don't know if I'm going to share them or not because, like, who really cares? I'm definitely over this whole banana wall thing. <laughs> oh, and one more update to a story that I just talked about, the one about the reporter who got slapped in the booty by the grown man. Okay, I because I was, like, reading different stories and stuff like this to continue the sharing the cheese nut part, and an update came about this. It turns out that the grown man, his job, he is a youth minister. So that kind of just adds, like, a little extra funny layer to this, like, interesting story maybe that's not funny is it funny that he's a youth minister and then ended up slapping this girl on the butt who was a reporter i think it makes it a little more funny but still not okay keep your hands to yourself me too movement he needs to be sued period all right enough of this y'all enough of sharing the cheese that was fun but now how about let's get into my cave crystal's cave anything going on with me my life my day let's get into it right meow hello who's in here it's so dark Ew, what's dripping? Did I just step on something? You're now inside Crystal's Cave. Oh, hi. How is it in here? It's moist. I'm, I'm not mad at it. What's up? Okay, so I'm going to give you a little recap of what went down last night and then what went down this morning for me. Okay, so um, I was sharing on the podcast that I was like very, um, I was very invested in this recent 
situation that happened between a man by the name of Jacob Servin and the Stockton Sheriff's Department. I talked about it in a few episodes already of Crystal's Nightcap. He basically got taken into the pit, into jail for being publicly intoxicated. And then the officers just beat the heck out of him or sheriffs or whoever it is, beat the heck out of him. And they're not showing body cam footage. They're only showing footage from the jailhouse. And like, you can't really see, see much. So it's very, it's very sketchy and not okay. He's also saying that the officers were yelling or sheriffs were yelling racial slurs at him. He is Latino. Jacob is Latino. So this, this really, this, this has really touched me like this story. And I wanted to do everything I can to spread the word about what's going on. Um, I want to hear accountability and see accountability from the sheriff's office. And I just kind of want to keep updated with the story and be as involved as I can with it. So I shared with you guys that, that this Tuesday morning, so that was today, this morning in Stockton, um, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There is a board of directors meetings, like a board of supervisors meetings. And like a lot of people were trying to go just to kind of, you know, show support for Jacob and what he went through and to demand answers and to demand like the action is being taken with the situation. Right. So that means that I had to be in Stockton this morning at 9 a.m. And y'all know I don't be waking up before noon on a good day. So that meant that I was trying to get closer to Stockton last night so that I didn't have to drive hell early in the morning this morning from San Leandro, right? So I hit up the one and only Alan, our good friend, Alan. Alan Ralph, Dr. Ralph. Alan is the one who I went to NYC with and kind of annoys some of us, but I love Alan. He is the best. So um, I hit up Alan because Alan lives in like Mountain House, which is like really close to Tracy. And that's way closer than Stockton than where I live. So my plan was just to crash at Alan's on his couch and then go to Stockton in the morning when I wake up. And so that was the plan. So after work, I um, head over to Alan's and his roommates there too. And she works at the Cheesecake Factory. She was like, hey, would you want me to bring you from the Cheesecake Factory? Like, I'm going to get off and I can get food for you guys. So I was looking at the menu and I'm not trying to hate on her. And I'm not trying to like hate, but I just have not had good luck with the Cheesecake Factory. I think I might have explained to you guys before that like I've been to the Cheesecake Factory, I want to say like maybe three times, right? And every single time I just feel let down and my dad used to take me and my mom and my brother to the cheesecake factory the one right here in union square in san francisco because during christmas time you can see like the ice rink and like the tree and all that there's a long ridiculous wait and i just never am ever satisfied with what i order at cheesecake factory so after work i drive to mountain house to alan's house and um he's still up he's already drunk <laughs> alan drinks a lot alan drinks every single day he was already drunk. His roommate just got off of work and um, we're about to eat Cheesecake Factory. And I asked for the like angel hair shrimp pasta noodles. Okay. I'm like, I think I had like marinara sauce or whatever. So here I am hungry as heck from work and the shrimps are ridiculously overcooked. And then the, the, the pasta just does not have a taste. And I'm just like, 
I cannot eat this. I'm not going to eat this. So I didn't really eat it. And then I kind of tried some of Alan's. I ended up for, forcing Alan to share his with mine because his was way better than mine was. He got some penne something. But I felt kind of bad and kind of awkward because I didn't want to like let the girl who works at Cheesecake Factory know that like the dish that I got is just trash. And I couldn't eat. I couldn't eat more than one bite of the shrimp. And I love shrimp. I love seafood so for me to not even be able to eat these huge jumbo shrimp because how nastily overcooked they are it's like it's definitely an issue but that was like the only problem um <laughs> that was the only problem and then uh she did notice that I was scarfing down Allen's and I wasn't eating mine so then she's like oh you know we do get that one sent back a lot and I was like oh you do what do, I was like what do people say they're just like oh they just people usually just don't like that one I was like man I wish you'd have told me she's like what do you think is wrong with it I said yeah the shrimp is just way overcooked and there's just no flavor in the pasta and it's just no and she says yeah no like Alan's is way better like just finish his I'm like cool so we just decided to party a little bit okay Alan got <laughs> Alan just got a surround sound in his entire house so he started blasting like oldies oldies but goodies like flow rider um boots with the fur boots with the fur uh just like like those old like 2005 2006 songs so we're drinking and just kind of like partying and we hear banging on the door so alan lives in you know those you know those like houses like in tracy and stuff where it's like your neighbors are all kind of close and like everyone has kind of like the same looking house alan lives in one of those and the door started hella banging crazy and so we're just like, what the heck? And Alan's like, I think it's the cops. And Alan was super, super drunk. And I, I just knew that anything that came out of Alan's mouth was just going to be straight stupidity. So we could not let Alan talk to the cops. And the roommate was not drinking at all. So she's like, I'll talk to the cops. And he's like, no, 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 I'm going to do it. I'll talk to the cops. This is my house. I got it. I'm like, Alan, you're ridiculously drunk right now. You're not going to talk to the cops. So she runs to the door and the cops are like, Hey, is like having a party or something in here? What's going on? And she's just like, no, we're just listening to music. Um, and he says, well, we've gotten multiple complaints from neighbors. So you guys have to turn it down. And then he also said that they have a, they have an ordinance or a sound ordinance. I don't even know. Like, I, I think there's like a rule in the community that he lives in about the sound and extra sounds. So that, um, they were definitely triggered. Like the officers were triggered. So, but nothing bad happened. I mean, they just left and then <laughs> I turned down the music. I was like, okay, cool. Like the music is down. And Alan, when he's drunk, he just feels very entitled. And I mean, we are, we are trying to rebrand, but Alan is just a little behind the, more than I am. And he's like, no, I bought this house. Screw them. Screw them. And he starts playing the music again, full blast. I'm like, no, Alan, like, I do not want you to get taken to jail right now. Like, that's the last thing we're going to be doing. I have to go to, like, an anti-police brutality situation tomorrow morning. Like, can you not have any run-ins with the cops anymore? So I force him to take, like, just stop with the music. And it was already late anyways. It was, like, it was probably, like, closer to 2. Yeah, it was, like, around 2 at this time. So then um, we're getting ready for bed and I want to sleep on the couch. But the problem is Alan has dogs and, you know, me and dogs, we just have never really gone along. I'm a cat person and I just have really bad experiences with dogs. My mom's dogs were like never trained. Our couches always smelled like number one because Lulu refuses to be a grown dog adult and use the bathroom where she was supposed to on her pee pee pad. She's gone to the bathroom multiple times on my parents' couches. So, like, I hate sitting. I just hate being in the living room with, like, at my parents' house because it smells like 
number one. It smells like dog number one. And so when I sat on Alan's brand new big couches upstairs in his like loft, it smelled like number one. I couldn't even breathe and I couldn't even sleep there. So um, I ended up just sleeping on the floor with a blanket and a pillow, but that was totally fine for me. Like that was, that was fine. The floor did not smell like dog urine. So we were good with that. It's just interesting. It's just different sleeping somewhere else that's not your home. I I never really sleep over people's houses that often. So like not sleeping in my own bed is just, it's just a little weird sometimes since like I have my own place now, you know? So then I ended up waking up. I was totally on time. It was kind of a struggle finding parking, but I made my way to the like office over there in Stockton where the board meeting was going to take place. And I, um, I was a little nervous cause I've never been to one of these and I did not know what to expect. But I was very surprised. Like I was, I was surprised that there was a lot of people when I walked into the, the meeting, it was full. Like people had to be standing in the back. Okay. And so I was a little late to be honest. I think I was like 10 minutes late, but it didn't really matter because they were talking about some stuff that like, it wasn't what I was there to even hear or talk about. And then, um, and then the whoever it is, the guy who's he- like heading the whole meeting, because they're all people who like are elected or at this board of supervisors meetings. Right. It's like all like elective people from I, I would say like the San Joaquin County. Right. So at the, like if this is supposed to be like the closing, the end. And then he goes, does anybody want to come up? And, you know, does anyone from the public have things to bring to our attention? And yes, the first person to make their way to the podium, her name is Jasmine Della Fossey. And I ended up having a conversation with her afterwards. She is a person who is very involved in the community, especially in the Bay Area, and is always like forefronting, um, and just like forefronting, bringing attention to injustices. So she's like always forming committees and always involved with, you know, whatever is going on in the community that is unfair and needs attention brought to it. She is like such a leader of all that. Like she was the one who coordinated pretty much like everything, right? For for like all these people to come to this. So she read the list of demands and um, she like had a great little like speech in front of, everyone and then she even asked like who here is here to bring attention to what happened with Jacob Servine and I like I'm telling you like over two-thirds of everyone in that room stood up like it was packed with people who were there just for that cause and who must have saw the flyer or heard word of mouth and family of Jacob so um it was great to like see her in work and then Jacob's older sister went to the podium to talk to the supervisors about you know what happened to her brother and to demand change and actions um and then an- another uh, this this like broke my heart another lady she was older um she only spoke Spanish she went up to the podium because her son had gone shot and the 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 Stockton police just came to her house and like raided their house and like took their daughter and like it was just like such a bad story and like now the daughter is facing um like police charges like police assault charges on top of it so it's just like why is it all that happening she's still in jail so it's like other people who have had issues with the police force and sheriff force in the San Joaquin County area came to share their stories as well so it was like just to like bring attention to what's happening. And I mean, the 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 director, like the supervisor director, he just kept saying like there is an investigation. The district attorney is investigating. And then she the district attorney came up to like talk, but they didn't really like 
they just said, we're looking into it and this is what we're looking into. And we're, But it's like they didn't really say anything else. Like they, they didn't really add much. And then people are don't want district attorneys to investigate. Like the district attorney, like you, y'all are still part of the cops. Like how, how is a district attorney investigating what the sheriffs and cops did? Like y'all are all working together in cahoots. So that is, isn't really fair. People keep bring people kept bringing up that they want like an external investigation, like someone who's not involved with the district attorneys or the sheriffs at all to investigate because it just looks sketchy. Um, and then after like everyone who was scheduled to talk talked, then the supervisor like he went, all right, anyone like any any of the people who want comments because this was just people like in the beginning, just people who had signed up to talk. Right? They had already they already knew like the council men already knew that they were going to talk. And then, so then he said, all right, anyone in the public who wants to talk one, two, three, all right, it's, it's done. And I was just like, Whoa. Cause like he didn't even give anyone else a chance to talk. And I saw that some lady that was over like to my right, wanted to get up and say something. And so when he was like, all right, that's done. I was like, no, no, no. I, I was the one who was like, no, actually there's some people who do have comments. I was like, ma'am, do you want to say something? Get up there and say something. Cause he, it was like hella quick. Like, no one would have, none of the people in, like, who came to support other than, like, the ones who had previously signed up to be there, like, were going to be able to say anything. So I was happy that I caught that. And, and I was kind of, like, taken back with how quickly he was just trying to, you know, get, like, make it all over and not let anyone else who showed up comment on the situation. So another lady came up and she commented on the situation. Well, she didn't comment on the situation, but she shared her own story of how someone she knew was like beat as well by the cops like in the house oh no no he died someone she knew she knew actually died in front of cops custody and they didn't even like call the ambulance or anything like they did not care so it was just really like it was just really sad and emotional i was crying for parts of it i was on instagram live for most of it just to kind of you know show everyone what was happening but yeah, I was really emotional. Like, these are just a few stories. Like, I can't, I can't imagine, like, all the other stories of people who stuff, stuff like this has happened to and, you know, they weren't at the meetings or they've tried to fight tirelessly. And um, so then after the board meeting, um, Jazz, Jasmine, the lady that I was talking to about, the one who, like, helped coordinate a lot of all this, she gathered everyone and said that we're going to have a, a press conference downstairs because all the news outlets, like all the local, like Stockton, San Joaquin County news outlets were there, like ABC, Telemundo, like all of them were there. So everyone then formed down at the lobby and all the cameras like were stationary there. And I've never been to anything like this. All the cameras were stationary there. And um, that's where she had like a, like speakers to address the media. So she was first going to address the media. Um Jacob was there. Jacob and all of his family was there. And Jacob's attorney showed up as well. Jacob's attorney spoke on the podium um, and said that they had not yet filed anything. They haven't filed anything because they're waiting to see what like the district attorney is going to say and like what what the sheriffs are saying about this investigation. And if they think that things aren't fair, then they will, you know, start they have to like file a civil something civic or something i don't really know too much about logistics of these things like i'm just here to share y'all my experience like what went down if you care um and then so the attorney talked they we had a minister out or jasmine had a minister out here who talked as well some legal speakers like it was a very legit um jacob didn't say anything because you know he's like going through all this process and he had to wear sunglasses because his face was still 
recovering. Like his face still looked messed up. His eye was like bloodshot. Like I saw one of his eyeballs and like his eyeball was bloodshot. It was so sad to see um, him in person. And um, I was also, I just also want to say that I was pleasantly surprised with all of the support that we have from the black community. Like I feel like there was a lot it, it was like kind of 50-50, but I was very pleasantly surprised with how many black people are out here like helping this cause as well. Not so, not not really surprised because they, I feel like black people deal with it the most. I'm going to be honest. And I'm, I think that black people deal with police brutality the most. And so then when they see that, you know, their Latinos brothers and sisters are dealing with the same thing, they, they just want to come out and show their voice and show support. And I think that it was so great. Um that like, you know, we were like coming together for this. And um, so the the press was addressed. I think everything wrapped up within two hours. Like the supervisor board meeting was an hour and then the press, the media talking to the press was another hour. And they just like everyone who was there just like to show support and just to show bodies, you know, like just like me, uh, we were just standing around um, behind them, just like showing the media that there are people behind here who are supporting them. And then I got to talk to Jasmine for a little bit, who also, like, she lost someone to police brutality. So that's why she's so vocal about and, like, wants to keep fighting for people and for this cause. And she was saying that, like, when they were trying to settle, like, for lawsuit, for the lawsuit and stuff, that the police were coming at, like, like, oh, what is he? What has he done in his life and how much money should we award him, like, based on what he has done in his life? Like, the conversation... Like hearing the conversation that people like the the attorneys were trying to put a numerical number on him to the, the person who died from police brutality to like kind of like pay back to the family was just so heartbreaking because it's like you're trying to put a, a number on someone's life. Like, how can you do that? Like, it, it was just so crazy to hear these stories and like everyone there has been affected one way or another or just really felt sympathetic about what's happening over here and just like wanted to support. So it was great. I'm happy that I got to meet up, that I got to talk a little bit with Jasmine. She's going to keep me posted about what's going on and how I can get involved more. Um, and even Jacob reached out to me as well because I was like posting um, stories and I had tagged him and he reached out to me and asked for like all my media and stuff and was just thanking me so much for the support and thanking me so much for um, spreading, you know, his story with, with my audience. And I don't know. I just, I, I, I really connected to the story a lot. I didn't like, I mean, it just, it just hurt. It hurt all of us. Like looking at him, like, how can you not feel bad for this guy? How can you, how can you like make excuses for what happened? Right. Um, I was talking to my Theo Juvie about this situation because I'm, I'm super passionate about it. And I, I, I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know, I mean, you know, other than sharing this with like my podcast, sharing this on social media, like, I don't know like what I could do because it's just, it, it's heartbreaking to see. And he actually opened up to me. My Theo Juvie is Esteban, my little cousin, his dad, my mom's brother. My mom has my bro my mom has her brother, Theo Juvie, and then I have another Theo, right? Uh, my Theo Juan. And my Theo Juvie told me that my Theo Juan got beat up really bad in Fruitvale by the cops. And it was a Cinco de Mayo like, parade or festival or something like years ago, back in the 80s. And my Theo Juan was there with all of their cousins. 
and that the police like wanted everyone to leave and were telling everyone to like leave. And my Theo Juan was trying to get into his car. And I guess he, and you know, my Theo Juan does have like a mouth on him. I don't exactly know what happened, um, but apparently he wasn't moving fast enough or he talked back or something. And the officers were like, the, the Oakland police officers were like, what are you like, like hating on him? And um, started beating on him. And they all pinned him down and just started beating my Theo Juan hella bad. And he had to go to the hospital. I didn't know about this story. I didn't know about this story until like last week. And that just makes me want to fight even more, even harder for what's going on now. Because this did happen to my Theo, even though they never told me about it. Um, And they were just like, you couldn't do anything about it. Like, you know, they, they complained and they would never return the calls. And, you know, my... My papa, my grandpa, like, worked so hard. He didn't have the means. He didn't even speak English. He didn't have the means to, like, sue the, you know, Oakland Police Department or anything. And I'm sure, like, it probably wouldn't even wouldn't have even worked in his favor if things did go through. But, yeah, just to hear that personal connection from my tío, like, it, it, like I said, it makes me want to fight even harder for this cause and spread the word. And, you know, I see people here and there, like, trying to, like, defend what happened, try to be like, well, you know, if he didn't get arrested, this wouldn't have happened. Or if he wasn't drunk, this wouldn't have happened. Listen, we've all get drunk. We know how we get when we get drunk. Sometimes we get aggressive. I understand. But whether you're drunk, whether you talk back to someone, whether, like, whatever the case may be, this is not an excuse for officers to to beat on someone to smithereens like this. That's not what our police force is supposed to do. And there's also been reports that like people have been commenting, oh yeah, he kicked a female officer in the chest. That was ne- There was never a report made about that. There was never a report made that he kicked a female officer in the chest. There, And if it did happen, wouldn't it be on the body cams? But wait, what happened to the body cams? Yeah, they're saying that, that there is no body cams when they're, they all have body cams. They're just not showing the video. They're just saying that they don't have video of, of anyone that was involved. They don't have body cam footage. So this is just sketchy. Like, how does it, how does it look? Um, it just makes me not want to trust, you know, the people who are out here to protect us. It makes me scared for a run in with the cops, even though I, you know, I, I look like a little white girl. Like uh, I'm this scared me like I have a mouth on me. What if I give an attitude to the wrong cop and they feel like they can do whatever they want to me? It's scary. And at the end of the day, this all sucks because this is not aimed for all cops. There's a lot of good cops out, out there. Like I would I, I would hope that a majority of the police officers and cops are good. But I'm sorry, it is these few that ruin it. And this is why we have to make our voices heard and stand up to this injustice. This is absolutely not okay. I'm going to continue to use my platform and I'm going to continue to use my voice to stand up for my people and stand up for all of us. Because at the end of the day, like, where's the sympathy? Where's the love? Like, you, your, your oath is to, you know, serve and protect. Uh, imagine if that was your kid. You know, some people are like, oh, my kid wouldn't be drunk in public. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, you're right. Like, you know everything. You don't, we, none of us really know what happened. And it's just, it's hard to see people defend the situation because no matter what, you shouldn't go into custody and get out of custody beat up more than you than when you got in there. Because that's not what we pay our police officers to do. I don't want to keep rambling and ranting. I feel like we, you know, we can all have a conversation like this for a long time. I did want to share my experience. I'm very happy that I went. Um, um, I'm going to continue to give updates and, you know, I want to thank anyone who showed up, everyone who showed up. I want to thank the black community for standing with us. Hopefully that will be there just like this for you. And when I was there, I was already hearing about how in San Francisco, a kid got shot like 10 times out here over the weekend. I didn't even hear about that. Like I did, I didn't even see that in the headlines. Like that's how normalized 
like we are and desensitized we are to just like police shootings and police brutality and all the all of this like it, it really needs to stop and i don't know what more i can do but the the most that i am doing is just spreading awareness letting people know letting letting people hear what's happening um and hopefully we can we can bring change so that was pretty much my day today it was yeah like i mean from last night at ralph's at dr ralph's house to this morning it was yeah it was definitely a lot but yeah there it is y'all another episode of crystal's nightcap thank you for being with me thank you for hanging out if you haven't yet you know the drill please subscribe share it with the friends you know where i am live here on wild any for nine my socials at like crystal rosas if you have any questions or comments or concerns and check out the blog for all the stories i talked about and more like crystal rosas.com i love 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 you and i'll see you on the next one Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take. Take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.